Hello, and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 26, Pride and Prejudice, the movie edition. Hello, Ray. How are you? Not too bad. Cold. Wrapped up in a cardigan. Yeah. Wrapped up in a cardigan. cardigan. Yeah. It's called, we know what it is. It's England, autumn, cold weather. Clocks go back in a month. Ours don't go back for some time, actually. Well, today is a special day. We are releasing this special edition of the podcast in honor of... International Podcast Day. And as our listeners know, we are an international podcast, in case you couldn't tell from the accents. And so we are also we are also going to do something a little different. We're going to be looking at the movies that um, were partially inspired or inspired by Pride and Prejudice. Also international. Kudos, oh yes, yeah. Ray. Kudos, Ray. Ray I, could... I do try. <laughs> <laughs> so what what movie did you pick that was inspired by Jane Austen's classic Pride and Prejudice? my favorite book ever um i actually watched bride and prejudice which is a very bollywood um very brightly colored modern take Mm -hmm. on pride and prejudice Mm -hmm. because it's, it's actually one of my favorite films and i think that it is a really fun film Mm-hmm. And it came out in 2004. Okay. Okay. And so I chose to watch 2005's Pride and Prejudice. And I know that it is not Ray's favorite version, but I really enjoyed it. And I actually brought my 10-year-old daughter in, or not 10, she's 11. Yeah. Uh, my, oh, do not do that. I think that she might get a bit... <laughs> I, let's not talk about it. Um, but she's 11, and so I brought her in. I said, make some popcorn, and we're going to watch this movie. And so she made some popcorn, and we watched this movie together. So that was fun. And, yes, we're recording to talk about this. So. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do we want to say? What do we want to say? I loved it. I have to say, I purposely chose this film. Well, actually, there's a few reasons why I chose it. One, because I think watching the 2005 version would have killed me um i've only ever walked out of two films in the cinema and this was one of them matrix revolutions was the other um (coughs) total different ends of the spectrum there um but i watched bride and prejudice i went through a phase in the early 2000s where i i loved bollywood and Mm. this film coming out was um it was a really creative take because um, Indian society was always interpreted as being very um, arranged marriage. Um, so in a way, it had that Regency take to it. Mm-hmm. And they used that to great advantage. And it was really well cut. The songs are hilariously funny and fun. But there is still an undertone of seriousness. Mm-hmm. And it stars Alexis Bledel, Rory Gilmore, as, oh, really? uh, as Georgiana. That's interesting. Um, because um, in this version, Fitzwilliam Darcy becomes William Darcy, and um, Lady Catherine is actually his mother, and they're a hotel, they're an American hotel 
family so they own hotels all over the world okay 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 but the storyline it still follows the whole he's there with his best friend and his best friend falls in love with Lalita's that's Lizzie's sister Mm -hmm. and is talked out of marrying her Mm -hmm. because of her mother okay and her mother is a very traditional oh she's got four daughters not five Mm -hmm. Um, and she's got to marry them all she sees it as her duty to marry them all off and there's an absolutely hilarious song um because of course mr collins their version of mr collins is mr coley and he comes over from america uh-huh. he's got a green card and he's an accountant and he is um he talks with his mouth full mm-hmm. eats with his mouth open and he's in india to find a traditional wife because in america or america as he says it that um all indian girls who were born in in america are um he he uses um, very, very funny terms to refer to them. And he says, and some of them even turn, and then he lowers his voice, lesbian. Oh. Oh, I see. So he's not fine. he doesn't realise that a lot of his characteristics are the reason why he's having a problem. And he actually uses the line, no life, no without wife, which stems an entire Bollywood song, which mm-hmm. is funny, very funny. Okay. I, it looks like they had fun making the film if you if the end credits or anything to go by as well. Right, 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 right. Cool. Very cool. You uh, watched the farm traditional version though. I did, I did. And and you know, two hours fifteen minutes long, two thousand five. It starred Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. Um or Fadian, I'm not sure exactly how to say Fadian. Fadian, okay, McFadian. Yeah. Um I I liked Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Bennet. I did. Um, and Rosamund Pike as Jane Bennett, Bennett, of course, beautiful. And the character of Jane frustrates frustrates me a little bit because she's just a bit too insipid for me. But that's which is exactly what we said. Yeah. In, I said in the episode. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Um, I, I, I'm not even sure what I need to say here. I just, I, I really, I liked the, okay, the visuals in this mm-hmm. movie. The difference between where the Bennets live versus Pemberley versus uh, Bingley's house, just so crystal clear cut, right? So you can see this difference strata of English society in which these people exist. Even though even though Mr. Darcy is just a mister. He's not lord anything. He's just mister, right? He's money, but he's not titled. Even though Bingley has money, but he's not titled. So you can see that I guess technically they are of a similar class because, you know, the the Bennett's similar class like the Bennett's they have a big house 
you know, it's not a bad house that, and they do have a couple of servants, but not, not like, not like Bingley, not like, um, Darcy. So there is, there's, there's, you can see the stratification of English society in the Georgian era. So that's, I think, important. And I, and I, I love those visuals. And as for whatever reason, I decided to pull my daughter in to watch it with me. And she was just, it was such a delight to watch this movie with her as well for her to sort of discover this with me. And she just, at the end, um, she, when Darcy made his first botched proposal and he's just, well, I find myself as much as I've tried to fight it. I find myself in love with you. That one. That's the one. And and where he says, you know, despite the fact that, you know, your family sucks, I still love you. And it's like, wow, dude, you've got to work on this. You know, like, are you serious right now? Well, and also despite the fact that I told my best friend he shouldn't have anything to do with your sister. Right, <laughs> right. And so, and then he goes back and, and he makes up for it. And, and uh, she, he said, you must know it's all for you, you know, and... And it was just like, oh, he, he got it. He got it, you know. And, yeah. So it was just really kind of cool to watch it with my daughter and to see her discover these and have these feelings. She just, when when uh, Bingley comes and he, he proposes to Jane and all that, she's like, oh. And then uh, there's this great visual when Darcy and Elizabeth... Um, finally reach their, you know, yes, we're in love with each other and whatnot. And the sunlight is like shining right between the two of them. It's really a beautiful picture. And my daughter's like, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's, I just really, I, it was so much fun to watch it with her. And I'm sorry, that's my dog, Maggie. I wish I could say we we kind of named her after Maggie Smith, but my parent, my, my kids don't know that. <laughs> don't tell. It's kind of, well, they, the thing, it's well kind they wouldn't of, go it's for It's kind of like me with my cat. Yeah. They, my would, cat's named, yeah, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't have gone for Maggie. Yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go for Minerva. McGonagall. Why not? They just didn't want to go for it. So I went for the actress in real life. Well, I named my cat Darcy, and everybody thinks that I named her for Darcy in Pride and Prejudice or Darcy Bustle, the ballerina. I named her for neither. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Most people don't, though. So. And I get this blank look with, who did you name her for then? Doesn't matter. I named her for someone, and I'm fine with that. Yep, 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 yep. So, anyway... There's something about these adaptations of Austen novels that, uh, for instance, I really enjoy Clueless, which is obviously an adaptation of Emma. It is indeed. And I re- like I just got a kick out of that. It was so much fun to watch and to to put it set in you know high school, and I very specifically was checking um, ages and whatnot when I went to go watch this movie last. Uh, I watched it last night, and and Kiera 
Knightley's character Elizabeth Bennet was supposed to be about twenty, and so there was nothing about that about her that was jarring to yeah. me there. And that's the thing; she was supposed to be twenty, and Jane was supposed to be turning twenty-three mm-hmm. because she the ages are actually mentioned in mm-hmm. the book. Mm-hmm. They say, "Oh, and you're twenty-three, and I'm married." Lydia comments to Jane, mm-hmm. "Oh, well, it's better than being twenty-three and I'm married." Mm-hmm. When she's talking about finding a husband, mm-hmm. and she's only supposed to be about fifteen, I think. Yeah, she's fifteen, and she's an idiot. Well, yeah, she's an idiot in in the version that in Pride and, Bride and Prejudice, she's her name is Lucky, Lucky, mm-hmm. and she is very upfront and um, is again, she also not an idiot. Against Oh, yeah, she's a total idiot. However, rather than... Well, she runs off with Wickham, Johnny Wickham, as he is, mm-hmm. played by Rachel Lee, Rachel Lee Cook's husband. Um, but she is um, very, very stupid. However, she doesn't end up marrying him. How do they get she around is, it? She's rescued. Um, the whole reason... Um, da, um, they and Lalita and um, Darcy end up together in a way is because though there are a few more like a, a girlfriend shows up and everything else though there are those things um, he actually goes with Lizzie and they rescue Lucky from his clutches before anything can happen wow and returns her home so there is no she's not forced to marry she isn't in a position where she has to marry him or anything else it's all quite it's not cleanly done but there's a fight there's a they go to a a cinema where there's they're showing a bollywood an old bollywood film and there's a a punch up in the Mm -hmm. cinema between johnny and darcy I see, I see. And then he actually, and then Wickham actually says, "But it was all for you, Lalita." And after Lalita's punch, uh, smacked him around the face, Lucky goes and smacks him around the face. So he gets his comeuppance in a way, far more so than in the book, where he ends up getting pretty much everything he wanted, though he probably didn't want a wife. Definitely not that wife. Hmm. Definitely not that wife. She's difficult. Oh, yes, she's very difficult. And the situation with him and Georgie, with Johnny and, and Georgie, he was actually the son of um, their nanny. Mm-hmm. And he ran off with Georgie when she was 16 and got her pregnant. What? Yes. So there are slight differences. But then it's also in based in India, London and Hollywood in Amritsar London and Hollywood wow so there's a lot of bright colours loads of different scenery lots of things to look at and it's also obviously based in modern times so right well and that's that's also um, I think that's cool to have it set in a modern times because that is so very different from from what um, of course is happening in um, in in the version of Prime Purchase that I watched yeah, which definitely. was just you know basically an adaptation of the 
book straight up. And so it was really cool to see the costuming as well. That was fun. I enjoyed the costuming. I'm not entirely certain about the accuracy of a few of the costumes, but it wasn't enough to like send me over the edge or anything like that. I was like, maybe she'd have covered her shoulders a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but that wasn't enough to to really take me out of the movie or anything like that. I just, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, so that's the, I think that's the difference between um, reading the book and watching a film or watching a miniseries. You see, my favorite is the Andrew Davis 1995 Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That, that for me is the, if I'm gonna watch a version of Pride and Prejudice rather than an adaptation, it will be that one. Okay. How long is that one? It's six episodes of an hour long, so it's six hours in total. Okay. It never, it doesn't feel like that to me though. And I remember when it first aired on TV in the UK, it was on on a Sunday night at nine o'clock for an hour. Mm -hmm. And that's on a channel that doesn't have adverts. Mm -hmm. So it was a straight up hour. And then I bought the video box set and now I have the DVD box set, but it's also on Netflix. So, right. <laughs> and Prime actually. So I don't have any problem if I want to watch it. And it is probably what Colin Firth became famous for. He is he is a lot of people's Darcy, and you know other modern adaptations adaptations include um, Bridget Jones's Diary, in which he also plays Darcy, in which he plays Darcy, and so. He is, he is typecast as the prideful English gentleman. Well, he also, I mean, he also plays the king, and because he has played a few slightly different roles, but I think that that is the role that he is definitely most famous for. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like Colin Firth. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about him or anything like that. For, Math, for me, Matthew McFadden was never Darcy, and I think that was my problem with the film. Well, that and the fact that I I, I didn't really enjoy it. I, I, you know, I don't know. I have a hard time understanding, like, you know what? No, I don't. You were so attached to the book that because an hour, two hour and 15 long minute movie has to make sacrifices mm-hmm. you weren't willing to make those sacrifices <laughs> no probably not and, I, I have to admit I do they, have a very very strong attach, attachment to the book mm-hmm. so because you weren't willing to make those sacrifices make those uh, adjustments in your head you're not going to like it So that's. The th- I think there are quite a few books that you read and you have an attachment to and then you watch the film and they've sacrificed an entire plot an entire plot point that you personally considered important or necessary and you come out of it thinking well that changed the entire tenor it's kind of like Peter not losing his leg in Hunger Games mm-hmm. for me that changed everything mm-hmm it didn't bother me, but, you know, I think because they were, that didn't bother me. But I understand what you're saying. But then again, I wasn't as attached to those books either, so. No, that's the thing. I mean, I wasn't attached to them, but I think because I'd read them so soon before I, re- I watched the movies, 
there were certain elements that if they I didn't understand why they'd left them out mm-hmm. because they were they weren't a key plot point but they were a plot point that had some bearing on behavior mm-hmm. and for them not to use that it struck me as a little bit odd it's kind of like Percy Jackson Percy Jackson in the movies is a lot older than Percy Jackson in the books okay yeah what because in, in the books he, yeah in the books he's um I want to say he's about 11 maybe 12 he's uh, quite young in the books and in the movies he's in his he's old enough to drive <laughs> yeah he's a teen he's, he's a teen. teen yeah that's true I see I didn't really read the books my daughter did and she adored them I adored them so I get that See, so they changed. So they changed things to suit. I don't know if it's they changed them because they have to, mm-hmm. in order to get the film um, green lit or something. But they changed certain things, and you think, well, okay. Sure Why did you change? Totally necessary, but all exactly. Right. It's like kind of like I know a lot of people. I remember when um, Goblet of Fire came out. And a lot of people were commenting and criticizing the color of Hermione's um, of Hermione's dress for the ball mm-hmm. because it wasn't the color that it was in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's um. it's weird. See, it's weird things like that that people are looking at, and then you watch some films, and it's like, but they've missed out an entire character. Mm-hmm. It's like in the movie, in the Twilight films, they merged all of the friends that Bella had into one person. Not um, criticizing, just saying. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I'll be honest with you. I did not um, watch those films, so. I took my niece to see the first one. I, I, I watched one of them, I think, so I can't really speak to it. But anyway. Well, so <laughs> in the final analysis, you would 100% re- recommend? I definitely, if you haven't seen Bride and Prejudice, I would 100% recommend you watch it, mostly because it's fun. Okay. It's a really good girls' night in with a bottle of wine and a tub of ice cream okay and where did you where did you where can you find it do you know well you can quite often it it, you know netflix does cycles Mm -hmm. it has cycles of films that it will be on there for a a few months then it'll come off and then two months later it's back on again you can find it there i found it on my dvd bookcase because i have it already on dvd because i went and saw it in the cinema fair Um, fair yeah i went and saw it in the cinema so it is available on dvd which is where i got it from Mm -hmm. but it has been and it probably will be again either on netflix or on amazon prime or -hmm. somewhere like that and it's not if you do want to see it and you have to pay for it i think it's about in the uk it's about 2.99 or something to rent it okay yeah okay cool well i i would also recommend the 2005 pride and prejudice I really enjoyed it. I found it on Stars, which is a monthly subscription service. But I do know that you, I think you can also rent it on Amazon Prime. It's not currently available on 
uh, Netflix, but you can definitely find it if you're looking for it. So it was available until last month on Netflix on UK and US, okay. and then all of a sudden it went bye bye. They just do that. So yeah. anyway, um, I I got it on Stars. So um, and believe it or not, I don't normally actually use Stars very much, but I was glad that I I had it <laughs> so I could watch the movie easily, and I, yeah. It was, I'm sure it was fun. I really enjoyed it. And just sometimes it's nice to, to watch a movie, a little bit of a mindless movie. And I, mean, I think Kira Knightley's a good actress. So I think she did a decent job with it. So I really like it. See, of course, if you're a traditionalist and you've got six hours to spare, <laughs> you, <laughs> if you've got six hours to spare, or you've got three hours on one day and three hours on another, um, I would still heartily recommend because i don't think think i don't think things like this really date mm -hmm. because they're already dated be yeah. fair they're yeah. already dated so yeah um this uh, the 1995 bbc version of pride mm -hmm. and prejudice it is six hours long so it is a commitment but it is worthwhile especially if you're doing a uh, pride and prejudice a level <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing pride and prejudice in your a levels i definitely recommend watching this rather than the movie for um book accuracy sure sure absolutely but i was watching for entertainment not book accuracy. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i would also say that there have been modern adaptations like bridget jones's diary as well which uh th that ages elizabeth up a bit because bridget is anyway but she's uh, turning 30 yeah and it's a big it's this whole big thing and she wants to lose five pounds but anyway so um, I'm like, five pounds, man. That's like a deck tear off the Titanic for me. But okay, five pounds. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get the joke? Yeah, I get the joke. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's like a teaspoon of sugar for me, so. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you mean the Golden Gate Bridge lost a rivet? Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, she wanted to lose, maybe it was six pounds. I don't remember. But anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, but there are modern... The point is there are modern adaptations, if you prefer modern adaptations. But uh, the costuming is lovely in, in a lot of these. And I've seen excerpts of the, the miniseries. I just haven't watched that start to finish. And it looks beautiful as well. So it is stunning. So, anyway, if, if you like good visuals, I think... It sounds like both of these movies are good for visuals. Like, you get... Oh, yeah. There's so much bright... I mean... India is always portrayed in films as being very, very brightly colored and everything is so, it is very, very reds, yellows, greens, everything is incredibly vibrant and the costumes are absolutely stunning. Okay, cool. Very cool. Well, I think that might be all we need to say this, this lovely day or do we have other things we need to say? Uh, I don't think so. Just remember that last week um, we told you about the book for next week. Good grief. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be Catherine Coulter's The Sherbrooke Bride, which is part of the Sherbrooke series that she wrote. Okay, and that's the first one, right? It is the first one, yes. All right, cool. Very cool. All right, well, I think then we will call it here and happy international podcast day yay celebrate it by listening to our past podcast okay and 
and leave a like or a comment or anything. We don't bite, sort of. Um, Very hard. My cat will argue. Yeah, my cat will argue with that one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so how would you, uh, or do you want to let everybody know how to find you, Ray? Uh, yeah, you can find me at at all about Ray on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can find us us at ISN Romance, and also on romancenotdead.wordpress.com, and you can find us by searching for Romance Isn't Dead on Goodreads and Facebook. Perfect, 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 perfect. All right, y'all, you can find me as Palmetto Blue on Twitter and Tumblr, and if you really want to know random stuff you can also find me on pinterest as palmetto blue what about instagram instagram Uh, yeah don't bother with tumblr don't bother with tumblr why did i say tumblr Uh, i don't know yeah i did wonder that which is why i said what about instagram yeah (laughs) i meant instagram y'all it's been a long day okay so if you want to find me i am palmetto blue on instagram and twitter as well as Pinterest, which is a very esoteric place to find me, but you can find me there. How would you like to sign out, Ray? I'd like to say keep on searching for your happily ever after. And I would remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf or maybe even on your television. Bye. Bye.